What's up, NBA fans? We are through the first week of the NBA season, the 2021-2022 NBA season. Um, it's been a wild one. It's been an interesting one. We ha- we started right off the gates with the two big favorites, the Nets and the Lakers, both off to somewhat rough starts. Uh, we have some surprises from the 2021 NBA draft class with Evan Mobley going out there looking like the second coming of Chris Bosh, uh, Josh Giddy as well, um, and Scott Barnes also killing it for the Toronto Raptors. It's a lot to talk about. The Chicago Bulls are undefeated. The Warriors are undefeated. Lots of surprises as well as lots of disappointments to start off this year. And we'll be breaking it all down to- on today's episode as well as Sean will give his way too early hot take and I'll give mine and we'll compare and see which one of these has a better chance of sticking around. But before we jump into all, all of this, Sean, what are some first initial reactions to the, to, the, to the start of the year so far? It's just always exciting for the NBA season to be coming back, Alan. I have been anticipating this for a long time. It's, it's just so fresh, you know. You never know who's going to come out, who's going to break out, which teams are going to surprise us at the beginning. Who's going to be the Orlando Magic of this year? Yeah, I think that, that's exactly. always a fun, a fun thing to figure <laughs> out because I mean, that's that's something that we could even include in our not so hot takes this uh, for this episode. And right. I, I know someone's going to bamboozle us. It happens every year, so mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited to break this down with you and figure out who the next Orlando Magic's going to be. Yeah, we have the Orlando Magic. We have the Suns as well. One year, the Suns bamboozled us. Uh, another year, it was the reverse way where it was thought that there's no way the Suns are the real deal. And they ended up going all the way to the NBA yeah, they, Finals. They fooled the crap out of me, man. <laughs> they're two wins away from the NBA title. Uh, and and we were all thinking they were going to finish seventh or eighth in the, in the Western Conference. But yeah, why don't we just jump right away into it then? Because if there's an early candidate to be the bamboozled, the person that bamboozles all of us NBA fans, it's the Chicago Bulls. They're four and O star. Caruso and Lonzo look great. Demar Derozan, alongside Vucevic and Zach Levine, look awesome as well. They're undefeated. Uh, they're the second team in terms of defensive rating, fourth in steals overall. They're one of the best three point shooting teams in the league so far and their free agent acquisition in Lonzo Ball is coming out of the gate looking looking real good 43% shooting from 3 and this is kind of a joking stat but 100% from the free throw line although that's only off two attempts but still hey, it's not bad the point being yeah the point being made that Lonzo Ball looks good out there and Caruso you know he was one of those guys that NBA fans that are not Laker fans continuously said this guy was overrated and was just sort of riding the LA hype wave that can come to some players and that's a fair point but Caruso is actually a crucial part to this lineup uh, for the Chicago Bulls and the defensive lineups that they throw out there Uh, and DeMar DeRozan's doing his thing finding finding good shots at the at the elbow and in the mid-range and being their closer but Chicago Bulls 4-0 start I think this is a bit of a surprise I think for me I thought they would come out of the gate struggling a little bit as they figure out their the lineups, especially considering Zach Levine is, was such a ball-dominant guard and ISO guard last year. Yeah, I mean, I'm really happy to see the Bulls back in action, you mm-hmm. know, carkening back to all those successful years with MJ and then a few with Derrick Rose there. But I'm going to have to disagree with you. This is not a very big surprise to me. Really? No, okay. I mean, 
I, I mean, this is going to make it really easy for you. Their game so far, two against right. Detroit, one against Toronto, one against New Orleans. Not exactly a gauntlet of a schedule <laughs> there for the Chicago Bulls. And yeah, obviously, you know, there's a lot of chemistry stuff to work out. I and mean, we're seeing that with the Lakers when you have a lot of new faces coming into town. But when your competition is that, I really am not surprised that the Bulls are off to a 4-0 start. At the same time, though, I don't think the Bulls are the Orlando Magic of this season. I don't think that this is they're, they're tricking us at all. I think this team is actually very good. And, I mean, with the four starters they have that are putting up big numbers, I mean, between DeRozan, Levine, Ball, and Vucevic, and Patrick Williams is kind of like a placeholder, and maybe he'd have a bigger role on a, on a different team where he's not the fifth option. But right. I, that's a legit lineup. I mean, that's no Orlando Magic starting lineup. That That is a playoff roster right there. And so I, I think this is going to continue for them. I don't think that they're going to be first in the East, but I do think that they have a good shot at a top four spot. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they landed in even in the top three. Whoa. I don't know if I'd put them in top no? three. That, no. That's for a regular that's a, season? That, yeah, I still, I, yeah, I was going to say, like, the surprise for me is for them to come out of the gates 4-0. But, yeah, when you really zoom in at the schedule, they <laughs> did play against a Raptors team that has no Siakam, mm-hmm. played against a Pistons team that had no Cade Cunningham and no Jeremy Grant for that second game, Pelicans, no Zion. Um, so, yeah, a bit of, bit of easy, easier lineups. And then that kind of makes sense when you look at the second and defensive rating, you're playing against teams who were already by <laughs> they, themselves they held by the default, Pistons struggling. Under, they held the Pistons <laughs> under 90 points both games. <laughs> right. But I think for me, it comes more just the fact that this franchise has been in such a low point for so long. And you come in with a bunch of, with a re, completely revamped lineup and roster and you're able to get to a good start. I think that's a good sign. And I was a bit surprised, but yeah, I agree. I don't think they're going to be Orlando bad, but I, I see them at, I think when we did our preseason rankings, I, I, I netted them out at like 46, 47, 46 mm-hmm. to 48 wins. So that probably will land them around fifth or sixth in the Eastern Conference, which where I feel safer thinking where the, thinking that's where they'll land. Yeah. It's, it's hard for me to say. I mean, they look good, right? Like you don't notice, mm-hmm. like you could still tell chemistry issues even with wins. And I don't really see any of that with this team. Like, we were wondering where all the pieces fit. Is Levine going to still be the primary scorer for this team if you bring in a, a ball-dominant guy like DeRozan? And, and is Vucevic going to be able to get his? And it seems like everyone's really figured it out pretty quickly. And mm-hmm. the egos, I think, is a big thing. None of them really have a big ego. And so that's really helping them play good team basketball. They all kind of know their roles. I don't know. I, I think this could be a 50-plus win team in the regular season. Whoa. Okay. We'll keep, I don't think we'll that's that shocking. That. I don't think that's that surprising. I, 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 I think that's a little <laughs> surprising, but we'll we'll go we'll go with that. But looking ahead for the Chicago Bulls, they got they finally got some pretty decent teams. Uh, hot Knicks and Knicks are pretty mm, are on a, a to good a good start. One. A very good. And you game. got defensive. Yeah, you got the defensive specialist Utah Jazz, Celtics, and 76ers. So, can you do you see this team potentially going eight and zero, Sean? Or are they going down? No, to New York? they won't go eight and zero. I'm not <laughs> saying they're gonna have a seventy win season. <laughs> 50 wins but i do think they'll win two of the four i think they'll beat boston and i think they'll beat philadelphia i think yeah you, so yeah but it, it's a toss-up with the knicks honestly that could go either way so th- yeah that'll be it 
I think if they can win that game, they might ride the good enough momentum to take a win in, yeah. in Utah. They <laughs> or might. in Chicago I mean, they, against they really, Utah. I mean, would you be surprised if they if we talked about them next week and they were seven and one? I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think so. No, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. We're on our way to fifty. Slowly but surely. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. Things will get tougher, but yeah, I think the Chicago Bulls off to a good start. This one, I'd say it's probably bigger than the Chicago start. Mm-hmm. Is the Warriors four and yeah. undefeated. Looking at the lineup, and it's Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and all the players they got from the draft in the Santa Cruz Warriors. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure if all these guys are from the Santa Cruz Warriors, but I say that jokingly. The over and under win was 47 and a half on Vegas odds to start the year. I thought that was way too high. I did not think they, they could win 47, 47 games, but to go, but to come out of the gate 4 and 0, now I'm kind of a little. Well, maybe this Warriors team yeah. is a little bit better than than I thought they were. I mean, one of the big points is Steph Curry's playing like the best point guard in this league right now. 29 points per game, 40% three-point shooting. He started in the league in points behind uh John Morant and um uh don't don't I think he's actually tied with somebody, but anyways, John Morant is number 1 and then you got somebody else. Oh, Durant and then you got mm-hmm. Steph Curry at 29 points per game. And they got wins against the Lakers, Clippers, Kings, and OKC. So some decent opponents there. But still, I think to come out of the gates 4-0, when I was really doubting this over and under on season wins of 47, almost basically rounded up to 48, I did not see that coming. But it looks like maybe this team is a little bit better than I thought they were. Yeah, I mean, the wins against the Lakers and Clippers were extremely impressive. I think the ones against the Kings and OKC were expected. But for a team that still doesn't have Klay Thompson, I mean, this is a fantastic start. And it really sets the the precedent for what this team can accomplish, you know, come playoff time. I mean, they clearly look like a playoff team. They've done a really good job of developing, like, these G League guys. You know, Jordan Mm -hmm. Poole is now in the starting lineup, and... It seems like he has the Steph Curry green light to just go out there and, and just put up his shots, and he's done a really good job in some of these games. And Damian Lee off the bench. I mean, this guy's been putting up a few 20-point games already. And you got Otto Porter you know, sitting on the bench and playing great defense when he comes in. So they have the depth that they haven't had since, you know, the, the We Believe Warriors or the Strength in Numbers Warriors. Um, they finally have that depth back, and that that's a pretty scary thing for the rest of the league, for the Warriors to be back on top. The interesting thing is going to be when James Wiseman comes back, are they going to even yep. play him? Because mm-hmm. I think they're fine rolling with Kevon Looney, just you know, getting some boards, you know, getting some alley-oops. They don't really need some playmaking center to come in. So uh, if I'm Wiseman, I'm pretty worried about my place with the Warriors because they're doing just fine without you. And... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I think he might he might see a very short future with the Warriors very soon. Um, but, man, I'm excited for this team. I, I, I like it. I, I like the Warriors before Kevin Durant got there, and this reminds me of a lot of what they were before he got there. So I'm I'm a fan, you know. I've hated the Warriors for a good few years, and now, now I'm a fan again. This, they're a great they, team. They truly are the underdog right now, but I'm surprised that in your call-out of names you didn't call out your favorite player, Andrew Wiggins. I don't care himself, about Wiggins. <laughs> give himself a decent start to the year. One of the better starts he's had in his career. 17 points, 47% shooting, uh, modest 33% from the three. Yeah, is that, is that something he's to go He's playing his role. Uh, he's playing points. his role. 17 points is not that much. 
it's not, not but much. I think he's he's settling into his role well, so I think it deserves a shout out. You want me not, to praise a, Andrew Wiggins for being a good role player? Is that what you want me to do? Good I job just, playing a role. I, I think he he deserves a mention. No, but, he doesn't. <laughs> but anyways, looking ahead to the Warriors schedule, they got Memphis. Okay, they got a huge homestand basically up until middle of November. And they wow. got the Grizzlies, OKC, Hornets, Pelicans, and Rockets as in terms of their next five games. Yeah, what the heck? That's like a, such we a could, long... <laughs> they got like I eight, feel like the, nine home games in a row. This team has a legitimate chance of being undefeated up until the second <laughs> week of November. Yeah, I feel like the if, only threats here are Memphis or the Hornets. Mm-hmm. Everything else should... Well, maybe the Hawks, too. Yeah, they 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 could keep this rolling, man. They really could, especially at home in that new arena. Mm-hmm. Man. They don't travel until November 14th where they'll take on the Hornets and then they'll travel to Brooklyn November 16th. So, wow. no way the streak lasts until then, but still this big home stand. Well, I won't say no way. I won't say no way. There's a shot. <laughs> they could go 9 and 0. That's crazy. That is crazy. But, like, also at the same time, I wouldn't be totally surprised. They should have the ability to win all these games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Playing at home, 9-0 mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. for the Warriors. Yeah, that Steph would, Curry that's at home. That's going to catch some headlines. Steph Curry at home is, is the biggest threat you can possibly have, man. Like, yeah. That dude is, yeah, on fire right now. Yeah, he's he's an early MVP candidate right yeah. now with these numbers. So, mm-hmm. see how he keeps it going. Next one here. The Charlotte Hornets, four and one. Lamella Ball, Miles Bridges, Miles Bridges. P- no real center, but PJ Washington is holding up well enough for the Charlotte Hornets. No, it's Mason Plumley. Mason, Mason Plumley is their starting center. <laughs> PJ Washington's act. He's been a little hurt, um, taking a bench roll because Miles My- Bridges is just playing <laughs> out of his mind. But yeah, this Charlotte Hornets team. I'm impressed. You know, you didn't really make any improvements in the offseason. You get Kelly Oubre Jr., right? And right. that's like nothing. And they've just made strides as a young team. I mean, you've seen LaMelo Ball come in and, you know, he's comfortable in that starting point guard playmaking role. You've seen Miles Bridges come in and just take over the league at this point. <laughs> Holy crap, man. This, this guy is unreal. And Mason Plumley is a huge upgrade from Cody Zeller. In my opinion, yeah. this dude can actually make plays. He gets three assists a game. Um, he's averaging a double double right now, just filling a role, um, so, which I will praise because he's supposed to be a guy that can fill a role. Andrew Wiggins is supposed to be a star player. Andrew Wiggins should not just be a role player. So I will not praise <laughs> him for that. But good wins over the Nets and Pacers so far, averaging 121 points a game which is second in the league only to memphis and they're fifth they have the fifth fastest pace in the league taking advantage of all the youth they have so all all things are going well for the hornets early season and I, they're they're a really exciting team to watch man I and mean, Lamelo ball is just showtime basketball that that dude is so entertaining yeah so is there is there somebody here that you are willing to to ride on and say is is not bamboozling us out of the Hornets, Bulls, and Warriors. If anyone's bamboozling us, it's the Hornets. <laughs> but I don't want to. I don't want to say. I, yeah, of the three of them, it's probably the Hornets. But 
I feel like if any team that's got off to a good start, and it's not one we listed here, that's a Orlando Magic team, it's the Washington Wizards. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Washington Wizards. <laughs> they're start they're three and one right now. You know? Like we can't discount Montrez that. Montrez looks like their best we, player out there. Yeah, Montrez Harrell. Yeah, <laughs> final, someone knows how to use Montrez Harrell. Frank Vogel couldn't figure it out. Yeah, he's actually back to his sixth man of the year type of player. Right. Um, he's looking really good. He's been the best player for this team uh, for a couple of these games so far this year. And a couple of these wins are even without Bradley Beal. So, well, just one of the games without Bradley Beal. It's only a short injury, but... I mean, Kuzma? Kuzma's been yeah. rebounding like a madman. Like, <laughs> I, I never thought that was possible. And Dinwiddie's been making great plays. But at the end of the day, there's just not enough pow- star power on this team to sustain this. I mean, sure, the wins are, are decent. And the only loss they had was to the Nets. So you can't really say that's, that's, that's like a big deal. But there's just no way this sustains this is the wizards <laughs> yeah i think we were this year we were smart enough to not to just by conscious and instinct not include that that team <laughs> that would bamboozle us onto onto our notes this year time this year but you know what kyle kuzma now that you mentioned his name probably had the game of his life against the the pacers 26 <laughs> and 11 um and then followed did not follow it up with another 20 and 10 game so yeah i think it's safe to say that we're not going to see a 20 and 10 or 18 and 10 yeah. season from Kuzma, but he's out there <laughs> hustling and they're, 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 they, they, they got some wins right now. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess anything else here on the Charlotte Hornets young team going after it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm impressed. I, I, I really want to see them keep it up. I, <laughs> Michael Jordan might finally have a decent team and <laughs> you know, if, if they can get a winning season, that's a huge victory. It's a good start. Yeah, hopefully he just doesn't screw it up. But, I mean, everything is looking good for the Charlotte Hornets. One of the other teams I added here, the Timberwolves, Mm, are they good? And then, comma, defensively, question mark, because (laughs) this team is top five in defensive rating right now. They're top ten in allowed points in the paint. And whenever you play the Timberwolves, you will have a terrible shooting night, at least through the small sample size. They're top five in a loud opponent field goal percentage. Um, so they're clamping down. Is it Pat Beverly or Tarin Prince, mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards? Who's leading this defensive culture that just was not there in Minnesota for a number of years, despite them even having Tom Thibodeau on, this, on the team? But for the first time in a long time, the Timberwolves actually look like a respectable basketball franchise. They're three and one. Anthony Edwards looks good. D'Angelo Russell looks good. Carl Anthony Carl Anthony Towns looks like he's coming back to normal and he's back on in pace on pace to becoming one of the best big men in the league. He's averaging twenty eight points per game. That puts him six in the league. Fifty five percent shooting overall and fifty two percent shooting from three. That's crazy. I don't expect. <laughs> yeah, I don't expect that to stick. Obviously, but still. I think it signals that, you know, what we saw two years ago from him, that he was on his way to being one of the best shooting big men in the league was not a fluke. And it's in, it's still in his arsenal. And I think that just signals that he may be on his way to having another great shooting season and, you know, just being overall one of the best big men in this league. And I don't know, man, maybe at some point MVP candidate makes the MVP mm. candidate power rankings top five. Oh, I. Dude, if he keeps this up, I would not be surprised. Especially if you have the Timberwolves in a you know 
a mid-level playoff positioning, I, I could see that being a top five for Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, he looks like his old self. Uh, mm-hmm. Last year, he was hampered by that injury, and you know, it was a weird season, 72-game season, short off season, never really got out of the gates well. The whole team was trying to tank at the end of the season, but he looks really good. I mean, fresh start, anything's possible. You know, you really got to believe in your team that can, it can be a playoff contender, and he's leading the charge, and it's it's really cool to see this this kind of top, this trio come together with him, D'Angelo Russell, and Anthony Edwards. It's, right. it's a little stronger than I think people gave it credit for at the start of the season, and Anthony Edwards has made a good jump to be a consistent scorer. D'Angelo Russell looks healthy. He's still a little inconsistent, but I think as the season goes on, he's only going to get better. And yeah, I think, right. I mean, I think, the, yeah, like you said, the defensive culture is great. I think, you know, Anthony Edwards is a great defender. Um, Patrick Beverly probably giving them some good defensive tips. And um, <laughs> I think, I forget if it's Jaden or Jalen. There's, there's Jaden or Jalen McDaniels, McDaniels on the Hornets. One of them's on the Hornets, one of them is on the Timberwolves. But he's, he's been <laughs> great at the power forward position for them. He's He's been giving them great defense. So yeah, the some of the pieces are coming together for the Timber Pups. They're they're mm-hmm. becoming the Timberwolves again. It's really yeah. cool to and, see. Yeah, and maybe this is the real deal, or maybe we're being bamboozled. But I will close with this: they did mm. get a win against the Milwaukee Bucks tonight, one thirteen, one oh eight. It was out Drew Holiday points. Though. It was out Drew. That Holiday. was no Drew Holiday. Yeah. There's always got to be a caveat, but still, <laughs> the trio looked good. Twenty five from good. Towns, twenty nine from Russell, twenty five from Edwards. Um, next person, I guess if you had to name one, Pat Beverly was six, but just hey. to show <laughs> this team is totally being carried by the three, yeah. but somehow they're playing good enough team def- team defense to maintain that three, one record. And let's see where this team goes. If they'll continue to surprise us, uh, through the year, mm-hmm. uh, last point here, bit of biggest surprises. Uh, I'm sure you'll agree with this one. Yeah. Sean too, is John Morant making Holy the leap crap. from, you know, we all knew he was an all-star Borderline all-star player. We knew he had the talent, the athleticism, et cetera, et cetera. But it just last year was sort of rough. He came out of the gates really scrappy. Shooting percentages was pr- were pretty rough, 44% from the field, 30% from three. And those numbers were even worse through the first month. But holy crap, this year <laughs> he's coming out of the gates. He's the early scoring leader in the entire league at 35 points <sighs> per game over the first week. 44% shooting from the field. And forty four percent from three, um, he's just lighting it up from all from all sides of the court. He looks significantly better as a catch and shoot player. He looks significantly better as an off the dribble player, uh, and he's just he just looks like he's working within the Memphis team offense so much better than he than than he was last year. It seemed like last year his only option was really to just use his athleticism and beat people off the dribble, but. You can tell there's more in the back pocket this this go around. Yeah, this this leap is unreal. And it, the early most improved player race is kind of crazy when you when you mm-hmm. consider I mean, John Morant, Miles Bridges are probably leading the race right now. Uh but there's a few names also we can mention, but those two are probably leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else. But that I did not. I thought the jaw was going to improve from last year. I did not expect him to get to this level. And mm-hmm. sure, we're probably going to see a regression. He's not going to average thirty-five points a game for the season. No. The forty-four percent from three. While I do, it does look like he's improved his shooting and his shooting form. 
I mean, if he's able to at least average like 38% from three this year, I think that would still be huge for him. And maybe we see him dip a little bit under 30 points a game by the end of the season, but that's still massive for, for this guy. And uh, a lot of people predicted that this would happen last year. I mean, after a great right. rookie campaign, they're like, oh, what's Jaw going to do this time? And it's like, oh, he's pretty, you know, underwhelming. And I think that's what made people sleep on him a lot this year was like, oh, like, we're not sure if he's going to, you know, be able to have that leap in him. But I was one of those people. I was like, I'm not sure, you know, like John Moran's good, but like, is he going to just, you know, kind of be that steady progression Donovan Mitchell type? But he ex- he's exploding, you know, and <laughs> it, it's really cool. I, he is definitely one of my favorite players to watch right now because, like you said, like the way he's playing within Memphis's system, the aggression that he plays with and just his touch around the basket, he is just so smooth right now. And it, it's a thing of beauty. And I would I would not be surprised if he was on an all-NBA team at the end of the yeah. year. Like, I I, it would s- not surprise me. I was going to say the same thing. I thought he was going to get better this year. I think everybody, there's no way anybody mm-hmm. thought he wasn't going to get better. But he looks like, he always looked like the guy who had all NBA uh, caliber stuff in him. Yeah. But it didn't look like it was going to happen this year after how he came out of the gates last year. But now it's looking like a for sure, he might, he's he's an early candidate to really take one of, the, to take one of those spots from, you know, some of the consistent favorites mm-hmm. who have been in the all NBA um race the last few years but job might take that and obviously be an all-star this year um yeah i mean at those numbers like it, it's i was gonna this is what i was gonna say i'm mm-hmm. sorry i took yeah. a pause there no, you're good john moran is making the leap that i think russell westbrook was never able to, to huh. make as an as a highly athletic point guard wow and what i mean by that is i feel like john westbrook sort of had the same tendencies i think when they first came into the league very score oriented very athletic athletic yeah. you know and really their biggest move off off the uh, in their back pocket was beating opponents off the dribble getting into the open floor and really flashing their athleticism but i'm seeing jaw really make that leap from from that guy to using to also being the dude who can who can who can move the offense in a controlled way and use many as many things as he can in his arsenal to score the ball whether it's catch and shoot or shoot off the dribble, or find an open te- of an open teammate for a better shot, and those are the things that I think mm. we've consistently said Westbrook can't do <laughs> as a point guard, and John wow, Moran is going yeah. out here figuring it out at a young, at a significantly younger rate and faster yeah. rate in the league. So I think John Moran is quickly becoming one of my favorite NBA players in terms of like this younger class. That's that's just really coming out of the gates in the NBA now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can you can just see the body of work that this guy must right. put in. I mean, to go from a 30% three-point shooter to over 40% so far this year, and even if that regresses a little bit, that just shows how much work you're putting into your game in the offseason. And this is the same thing we saw with Julius Randle last year, right? Mm-hmm. Like, nobody saw this huge improvement coming, especially from the shooting side of it. And, man, it's it's just really cool to see this guy coming into his own and I, I agree with you. I think that that's a great comparison is comparing his skill set to Russell Westbrook, but he's been able to refine it in a way that, you know, fits the modern NBA and fits what Memphis needs to win basketball yeah. games. And, and yeah, I, yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that's a great point. So I, I guess my question to you is, I mean, you seem like you agreed with me when he, when we talk about him being all NBA at the end of this year, 
do you see him as a top 15 NBA player right now? I do. Yeah. Oof. The way he's playing right now. This might be th- yeah, so. a little, little uh, shortcut to our, our hot take <laughs> section, but that, yeah, I, I did not see top 15 coming. I didn't either, but I mean, he's leading the league in scoring. The Memphis Memphis is, you know, not not winning, not undefeated, but yeah. two and two is a respectable uh, record for them coming out the gates. They lost their, essentially their second best player last year, but they're still mm-hmm. keeping up and they're looking good and they're they're keeping up a fight. Uh, I like what I see from John Morant, so it. I want to be a big better and say that he'll also he'll net out at the end of the year as a top 15 player, but Oof. so much still to be said. And even if he doesn't, even if he just nets out just a hair, a couple hairs outside of all mm-hmm. NBA conversation and makes the all-star team, that's still a good season for him. And that just, you know, I think what he's putting together right now still shows that th- this type of talent is in him. So maybe he, he does it better more consistently next year. Or if he can't keep it going this year, but still, I think just the fact that we're talking about him making this leap is a is a yeah. big direction in his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe we're overreacting, right? It has been yeah. one week. I think mm-hmm. we might have said the same thing about CJ McCollum last year <laughs> when True. he got off to a nuclear start. But yeah, I think we're buying into the the youth of John Morant, the potential, the overall skill set, and he is just so fun to watch. And he's yeah. He, he, he is what the league needs. He, he could be a yeah. future face of the league for sure. Right, exactly. One of the, the funny things, too, is John Morant will probably always be connected to Zion in some way. Yeah, and it's like the that Kevin Durant-Greg Oden draft. What if it's that all right. over again? Yeah, Ooh. exactly. Ooh. Zion is still oh, no. no timetable for his return, and we got John making that big leap mm-hmm. right now. And he might I mean, could he get an all-star, get the all-star jersey before Zion? Well, was I got it last year? Never he mind. He did, yeah. But yeah. I mean, could he get more of them now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. We'll see. Time will tell. Yeah. Now, biggest disappointments. We got to. We can't talk womp. about the surprises <laughs> without the disappointments. And on the same note with John Morant, I think it's a natural progression to this mm-hmm. one. The number one voted breakout candidate by far from NBA GMs. NBA. The NBA releases this survey that GMs answer several questions on anonymously. And the number one voted breakout candidate for this year is Jaron Jackson Jr. Oh. He, he missed out most of last year because of injuries. Um, but he's off to an underwhelming start. He signed his four-year $105 million deal to start the oh. year. And so far this year, he's averaging 15 points on 34% shooting, uh, including two nights where he shot 25% and he netted out oh. at 13 points and 12 points both those games. I mean, Jaron Jackson Jr., had the signs of being a defensive stopper, but also a, a mobile big man who could also shoot from three uh, and basically, or also shoot from anywhere on the floor, sort yeah. of like early signs of an Anthony Davis, I guess you could, you could say for mm. somewhat fair comparison, but sure. He, he's just not, he, it just seems like it hasn't clicked yet. Not to say that it won't, but for me right now, I was pretty high on this, on this guy. And I've been watching a couple of Mem- a lot of Memphis basketball games um, and I haven't been very impressed with what I've seen with Jaron Jackson Jr. so far. So I got him here as a big one of the big disappointments so far. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I, I mean, I've been a fan of Jaron Jackson since the bubble when he, yep. he was lighting it up before he got hurt. And he really hasn't been the same since then. 
And Bubble Jaron Jackson was a like one of he he looked like an all star player, and he was mm-hmm. lighting it up from three. He was putting up thirty points a game sometimes. We've seen glimpses of what he can do, but I don't know. Maybe he's got some lingering issues that you know aren't really discussed. Maybe they're like minor injuries, things that are you know keeping him from being his full self, or maybe he just needs more time still. You know, I mean, yeah. To be fair, like how many games did he play last year? Like fifteen. 20 like not entirely not, i don't know off the top of it not many like around there you know he he came back very very late i know a lot of people expected him back like halfway through the season he still wasn't ready and he 11 barely, games yeah, 11 games even worse yeah. and so i just think he needs more time you got to give this guy more time i mean he was out of the game for a long time like about a year and to expect him to you know come back the same is pretty rough um, not everyone can be Kevin Durant. Um, right. so I'm going to give this guy, I'm, I'm going to have some leeway with Jaron Jackson. I think the talent's still there. Uh, I mean, they got rid of Jonas Valanciunas, who was like the second option <laughs> there. Steven Adams has played well, but they, I think they made that trade because they had a lot of faith that Jaron Jackson would be able to make that jump like John Morant's doing right now. Give him 20 games this season. Give him, give him 30 games. Hell, give him half the season. I think his second half is going to look totally different from his first half. I, I still have a lot of faith in Jaron Jackson. Yeah, I do too. So I'll, I'll, I'll give him a pass, but hold on to him, it, Alan. It's hold on to him for your fantasy to me. Team. <laughs> I, I am going to hold on to him, but man, two years ago, Jaron Jackson was a 17 and 40% three point shooting big man, yeah. uh, 47% shooting overall. This year, 30, this three point shooting hasn't cracked. Uh, thirty percent yet, but you know it's only it's a small sample size, but it's disappointing. But I do have hope that he can turn this around, and he's got more than enough time for sure. Um, mm-hmm. other big disappointment, I think we, we wouldn't be <laughs> doing a service as <laughs> Laker fans to not put this one. Everybody's putting this one, I'm sure. Everybody's list of this of these things, but the Lakers all second best odds in Vegas. They were voted the second likeliest team to be in the NBA Finals mm-hmm. or to potentially win the NBA title by NBA yeah. GMs. They're off to a 2-3 and three start, including blowing a 26-point lead tonight <laughs> against OKC. Against OKC. Rus- Russell Westbrook with the quadruple double. <laughs> uh, that quadruple, that fourth column being turnovers, <laughs> 10 turnovers, most of those in the second half. In one half, 10 uh, turnovers. Yep. Unreal. This is the craziest quote. Not the craziest quote, but James Worthy, you know, longtime correspondent on Spectrum TV for Laker games, quoted saying, this might be the worst Laker loss I've seen. And I agree. This OKC team (laughs) is by no mystery one of the worst, if not the worst, (laughs) NBA team. I mean, I think they got to be the worst NBA team. Yeah, it's either them, the Rockets, or the Pistons. Yeah. Yeah. And the Pistons have the number one pick, so I think that's got to mean something. Eh, Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, either way, 26-point lead. Uh, Anthony Davis was getting whatever he wanted in that game. Russell Westbrook was doing his thing, and then this team just completely fell apart as OKC got hot with Darius Baisley, Josh Giddey, and uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. (laughs) Uh, Either way, two and three, they struggled to really put away the Spurs. They lost. Mm -hmm. They got blown out by the Suns, blown out by the Warriors. Um, They put together a good effort against the Grizzlies, but... James, I mean, LeBron James is hurt too, but 
No. A team just hasn't really looked like the pieces are clicking. And I think it was to be expected to come out of the gates a bit clunky. Um, however, you know, the things I think the thing that I worry the most is the things that we knew were going to hurt them going into this season are coming to life pretty quickly, which is age, inability to keep up with the younger quick teams, uh, and sort of lack of skilled big men to throw out there alongside Anthony Davis, DeAndre Jordan, and Dwight Howard just look like you can't really play them for more than 10 minutes. Yeah, I, I just, there's a lot of question marks, I think, with the decision making at the roster. And, and, and a lot of that might be because of the injuries the Lakers have early in the season. I mean, LeBron being hurt the last two games obviously isn't helping. And they are two, what, what were they? One and, one and two before LeBron got hurt. They barely squeaked out the win against the Spurs. And if they're three and two right now, you know, they beat OKC, we're not as concerned, right? We're only concerned right. because they blew this freaking lead. And maybe Westbrook did that intentionally because he has some love for OKC still. I don't know. But mm-hmm. if we're if they're three and two, I'm not very concerned if I'm a Lakers fan. I'm only concerned because they lost tonight. And you look at yeah. that, you look at, you know, Talon Horton Tucker hasn't played at all this year. I, I think he's gonna be a crucial part for them. And they just need to figure out their rotations. They need to not play DeAndre Jordan a single second. That is just mm-hmm. terrible, terrible decision making. Just play AD at the center position. I don't care if he doesn't like it. We've been t- saying this for two years. AD needs to play the center position, whether he likes it or not. They don't have another yeah. option there. You can't just roll out DeAndre Jordan because Anthony Davis doesn't like playing center. That's what he should play. Once LeBron gets out, I-, I guess the concern is: is LeBron's ankle going to be healthy this year? Because we're already, you know, four or five games in the season. And LeBron's already dealing with injury. And, uh, you know, it, you, you can't predict ankle injuries. They happen. You step on a foot. But it's still still not something you want your 38-year-old, you know, LeBron James to be dealing with this early. So yeah, there's some red flags, but there's also, I think, some false red flags. I, I'm not very concerned about the Lakers. It's disappointing, obviously. But, I mean, we saw Russell Westbrook really come alive in the second half of last year with the Washington Wizards, and he's playing fantastic basketball, and I think he can still do that once he figures out the Lakers system. Uh, but <laughs> I think Frank Vogel needs to figure out the Lakers system first for this to work, but there's going to be a lot of growing pains, and it's going to be disappointing. But at the end of the day, I still think the Lakers are going to really figure it out. Yeah, Westbrook has always been the enigma that that big piece, you got to try your best to figure it out somehow, and Westbrook has definitely tested my patience. Does some he good, will do he that. does one good thing, <laughs> does two bad things to follow that. But regardless of that, they like there are some bright spots. I, and like you, you listed them, you listed a couple there, Sean. But there is a couple more I think worth calling out. Carmelo Anthony is shooting well, fifty four percent from three. Looks like he's doing his thing, his thing, and he's playing his role. And I think Carmelo Anthony at the four. There's there's some good signs there, potentially a piece to play in crucial games come playoff time. Yeah. Malik Monk looks good. Uh, he airballed what would have been a clutch three. <laughs> and so did Carmelo, to to be fair. But, yeah, yeah. but still, despite those two things, I think these two guys are the guys who seem to have, I want to say, the biggest ball so far on this team in terms of <laughs> taking the shot and knocking yeah. it down. Malik Monk Damn took a guy. big shot against the Spurs, knocked it down, and He's not afraid to go to the basket. And so these two guys seem like they're going to be big parts. Obviously, Austin Reeves, also the rookie, 
He looks like a mini Alex Caruso, just sort of oh, doing whatever he needs early. to do. That's early. <laughs> <laughs> He's just doing what he needs to do. Um, only Rondo Lakers after one fans. Of the games said, only Lakers fans will ever mention Austin Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rondo gave some quote. He was like, "I don't know any other rookie that gets smacked in the head more than more than Austin." It's a weird basically compliment. referring. <laughs> yeah, it's just referring to the fact that this guy's just diving for balls and doing whatever he needs to do to keep himself on the floor because he doesn't have athleticism. <laughs> not a, he's not a, he's not the most flashy scorer, but he's just one of those guys that does what needs to be done. But he might be one of the Lakers best wing defender, if not the best wing defender they have right now. So uh, that's not Frank Vogel's throwing him out there. <laughs> and he doesn't getting, look too yeah, bad. He's getting the clutch time minutes. He was playing deep into the fourth quarter in the Spurs game. So right. yeah, I, they, they definitely are giving him some run. Yeah, so I think those those three are bright spots, but we'll see. Hopefully the Lakers can crack things together and we can get LeBron back and healthy, get some wins. And on another good note, like the Lakers essentially have another big homestand. Not not similar to the Warriors, but they got the Cavs, the Rockets, and the Thunder for a couple more games. So. Uh-oh, not the Thunder. <laughs> uh, this time they get to see, get the revenge in Staples, so hopefully they can walk away with a W there. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> they lose again. Give the Thunder their only their second win of the year. Yeah. The Thunder <laughs> only beat the Lakers this year twice. <laughs> yeah, that'll be something. Oh, uh, another one. It wouldn't be fair to mention the Lakers and not mention the other mm-hmm. guys. The Brooklyn Nets. The Lakers are obviously going to get all the attention and be talked about nonstop. But the Nets are also sort of hitting their own dry spell. Two and three. They're over and under on season wins was fifty five wins to start the year. I don't know. I have questions whether that can actually be done, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. even if they're hitting on all cylinders, just because I think they would they would tend to rest players. But anyways, they lose to the Hornets, Bucks, and Miami Heat. They're in the middle of the pack in terms of three point sh- three point shooting percentage, twenty first in field goal percentage, and twenty second in offensive rating. Really towards the towards the middle or bottom percentile in the leagues in terms of offensive metrics across the board. If Anybody not named Kevin Durant is just not really playing good offensive basketball. Joe Harris looks completely off, having one of his he's off out of the gate shooting, having one of his worst shooting performances of his career so far. But James Harden, man, James Harden Ooh. just looks really, really slow out of the key. Does not look like one of the like an MVP, a guy who's been a consistent MVP candidate. Thirty six percent shooting for 70, 17 points a game. Oof. Against Miami, he was 4 for 12 and only netted out with 14 points, 7 rebounds, and 7 assists. He just looks slow out there. Doesn't look like his his savvy self. And I'm not sure if maybe perhaps the adjustment the refs have made heading into this year in terms of the calls that they make is having an effect on him or if he's truly starting to feel the wear of basketball hmm. on his in his from his career or what's going on, but he just does not look good right now for the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I I agree. Maybe there is some wear and tear going on there for so much usage for so many years, but I do think it's more your former point. I think this new rule is completely messing with him, and I I give mm-hmm. huge credit to the NBA for making this a rule and making it so that they're targeting the guys that they need to target. I'm yeah. not saying that they're not calling fouls on Harden that they should. I'm saying they're finally not calling fouls that shouldn't be fouls. And Harden yep. is struggling to figure that out. 
I mean, I think I saw a stat where he averaged 12 free throws a game last year, and he ha- he had 12 total free throws for through his first four games, which is <laughs> Yikes. insane. And he only had three tonight. And I think this is going to be a huge deal. I think this this is going to reveal a huge flaw in his game where he's relied for so many years on getting these ticky-tacky foul calls and a lot of calls that he didn't deserve because they shouldn't have been fouls. I think this is a great rule for the NBA to just limit the amount of free throws, to let them play basketball and not call these like little touch fouls that nobody wants to see you know, a three-minute pause in the game just so Harden can shoot a couple of free throws. I think it's good for the game, and it sucks for Harden, but I don't care at all. He he can suck it, as far as I'm concerned, because he you gotta play basketball, dude. You can't just rely on the refs to, to bail you out and give you free throws every single game, and I love it, man. I love this new mm-hmm. rule. It's great. Yeah, interesting enough that you mentioned that, Sean, but it's I just pulled it up really quick. Throughout his Houston years, the bet has bettered that later end of the Houston years. He was averaging close to 12 free throw attempts mm. a game. Post a trade to Brooklyn, it was closer to, to eight. But this year, it's at three right now through these first Oof. four games. So that is a significant drop there. Significant. Of course, field goal percentage as well as right now, he's shooting 36% from the field mm-hmm. for the season so far. Yeah. So. Maybe it is a little bit of that, but James Harden is having a hard time creating shots for others and creating shots for himself. And at the end of the day, it's been Kevin Durant pulling the offense for the Brooklyn Nets, which has made it tough for the other the other folks when there isn't really a shot creator out there. And they do have one guy they're paying <laughs> a lot of money to help them create shots. <laughs> and he's just sitting somewhere, not in New York, and not in California for oh, obvious man. reasons. So if this keeps on this pace, I got to think they're going to start slowly thinking a little bit more about what they can get for this guy. But mm. f- for now, I think the Brooklyn Nets just got to roll with it and figure out how they can get more shots for their guys, especially some of their better shooters like Joe Harris, uh, some of their other Patty Mills. Patty Mills. Patty Mills has been shooting really well to start the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that yeah. first the first game he was like seven to seven from three. It was like something crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, they have the shooters. They just you know, Harden's struggling because he's upset that he's not getting foul calls. <laughs> yeah, he needs to actually play basketball now. Mm-hmm. Play some team basketball. Yep, don't um, be a baby about it, Harden. Just go play some basketball. Right. The other one here, biggest disappointments. We always got to call out individuals here as well. Damian Leonard, slow start. Through the first three games here, Damian Leonard looked like an MVP, was essentially an MVP candidate last year, but off to a slow start mm. out of the gates here. Yeah, and this is very concerning. I think a lot of people are expecting another big year from Dame, but through the first three games, averaging 17 points, you know, same as Harden, uh, another disappointment, uh, three rebounds, seven assists on 36% shooting and 8% from three, 8%. From three, and granted, it's only three games, but eight percent from three. What? That's pretty bad. Is that really what he's shooting? Yeah, that's really what he's shooting. Granted, tonight he he did bounce back a little bit tonight. He had twenty points on four of ten from three, so forty percent. That'll bring that up a bit, but it won't bring it up that much because 
I mean, eight eight percent. That's oh. so low. So yeah, you're you're looking at maybe you bump that up to fifteen percent on the year. Now, that's mm-hmm. still not very good. Uh, the big rumor of why he might be struggling is, and I heard this from from a fantasy basketball podcast I was listening to. Actually, some sources are saying that he might be de- he's been dealing with an abdominal strain for years now, and it's been manageable. But apparently something happened at the Tokyo Olympics where it got a lot worse and that he came back and some of the train, some of the, like the doctors were recommending surgery to fix it. And that, but that surgery might take him out for the whole year. And so Lillard's chosen to just play through the pain. And this might be a reason why he's been struggling so much to start the season. And, and, and maybe it's nothing. Maybe they are just rumors, but that is something to watch for. Um, if you start seeing Damian Lillard pop up with an abdominal strain injury, it could turn into something pretty serious, and we might have to see Dame take a significant amount of time off to fix it. That seems so funny. It just feels like if there's one guy who's also been just durable, you know, alongside a guy like LeBron, maybe not quite to the level of LeBron, but yeah. Dame has been really durable since mm-hmm. the moment he came into this league. He played yeah. all 82 games the first three years in a row. And essentially didn't really play anything less than ninety uh, percent of the games he, he mm-hmm. in the in the season. So I just does feel a bit crazy to think that he might lose twenty games. I imagine at minimum if he does get some sort of surgery. Yeah. So at minimum, that, it, it could be yeah. way longer. I don't I don't know what the timetable for recovery is from an ab strain, but you, you gotta get mm-hmm. surgery on your stomach. Like that sounds rough. <laughs> Yeah, it just seems like it's been a rough journey. Um, not a rough journey, but he's just been durable up to this point. And for this to go down, that that kind of sucks a little bit. And mm-hmm. um, hopefully, he can bounce back. And hopefully, not doesn't he doesn't need the worst case scenario in terms of a surgery. Yeah, seriously. I mean, we we love Dame, man. Always been the mm-hmm. number two point guard behind Steph. And yeah, it would be a shame if the Blazers missed him because I mean they're they're pretty much. Well, actually, Norman Powell just got hurt for them, too. So they were healthy and they were looking good. But now, yeah, things are going downhill a little bit. Yeah, yikes. Um, Last point here in terms of disappointments, lack of number one picks out Mm. there on the floor. No Zion. No Cade Cunningham. Anthony Edwards is is doing his best out there carrying the torch. (laughs) Uh, But there's no timetable set for Zion's return. This really felt like this was a year that was gearing up to open I mean, last year almost felt like the same way. I mean, the Pelicans got almost every single home game televised on national TV. Yeah, right. Uh, this year, the, I think network partners learned a lesson, but still no timetable set for Zion's return. Um, Kate Cunningham is uh, potentially could potentially play this Saturday as he's Ooh. gearing up with, with the G League team. So I'm interested to see him. He, yeah. he's a, he seems like he has a lot of hype and there's could come out of the gate hot for the Pistons mm-hmm. who really yeah. need it. Now, this whole rookie class, I mean, they a lot of people were touting how deep and how good a lot of this class would be. So mm-hmm. far, they've lived up to the hype. You know, Evan I Mobley. Yeah, Scotty Barnes, Josh Giddy, Chris Duarte on the Pacers. He's been playing really well for them. Green. Yeah, Jalen Green. I mean, he's he's had some crap ones for sure. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, no, he's shown his potential too. Uh, but, yeah, Cunningham, man, I mean – I want to see if he can prove it because I watched him play in, in in the tournament in March Madness last year, and I was not impressed. 
I gotta say, mm-hmm. I, I thought he was passive. Uh, I thought he was slow. And, you know, that can, that can be fine in college, but I just struggle to see his game really move the needle for the Pistons. And I really want him to prove me wrong. I mean, the Pistons are so bad that I think just having a decent point guard is going to move the needle. Killian Hayes is so bad. Killian Hayes is so bad. Like, worse than Frank Nielakina level of bad. (laughs) Like, man, these French point guards are not working out. (laughs) They're no Tony Parkers. No, it's so funny. Frank Nielakina's name also was the first one that popped in my head when I think Killian Hayes. (laughs) <laughs> just because they just feel like they're gonna have yeah. the same exact nba journey to it's yeah just um, pure disappointment yeah kate cunningham i i can't I, i'm excited to see what this guy could do but yeah on that note like this rookie class has been pretty good and yeah. I, I was i wanted to do this breakdown of like this rookie class coming out of the gates versus how the sophomore class now is mm-hmm. doing but i didn't really go about doing it, it let's, let's do that next time. week we'll do that next week that'll we could, be a good one yeah we'll do that next yeah we'll have yeah. more bigger sample size yeah yeah uh, that'll be fun yeah i mean yeah there's a lot of rookie of the year candidates i think uh, that are looking to already move to the top of the crop evan mobley i think yeah. josh giddy those two i think mobley um, right now mobley for sure i think he's just been barnes. solid uh, scotty barnes yeah but I'm interested to see and see when Siakam comes back, which could be as early as you know a week or two from now, if if, if his production just drops off a ton. Yeah, um, which so, it would be a bummer because he's he's playing like rookie of the year level for sure. But Evan Mobley's got that position secured in in Cleveland, so he's gonna be there all season. He's kicking out Kevin Love. He's the he's the man next to yeah. Jared, Jared and Kevin Allen. Love, Kevin Love's playing pretty decent off the bench for them. So mm-hmm. hey. If I'm Kevin Love, I'm happy to play 20, 22 minutes off the bench for $30 million a year. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I was going to say, for $30 million, yeah, yeah. that'll make me happy. I'll, I'll do that. In any situation. <laughs> Most expensive bench player out there, man. It's crazy. Yeah, so how about way too early hot takes? Sean, you mm. want to take the first one or you want me to throw yeah, out my first yeah, one? Yeah, I'll, I'll take the first one. Um, a, a few I have some uh, as some not so hot takes. Like we, yeah, we you already have a talked bigger about. List than I do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the first one I'm not even going to count. Like we've already talked about John Morant, and we both mm-hmm. think him making the All NBA team. I'm not even sure if that is a hot take. So I don't know if I, we should count that one. I think it's a hot take in that we have. So we're playing going off such a small sample size, but yeah, I'd I, rather I I'm take gonna, it as a hot take. Okay. Well, that we'll share that one. We'll share that one. My first mm-hmm. one, and this is near and dear to my heart, my all-star fantasy basketball player, Miles Bridges. Miles oh, Bridges is going to be an all-star and win most improved player of the year this year. He's gonna win, he's gonna do both. This this is a hot take because I don't think anyone expects Miles Bridges to keep up this absurd pace that he's on, averaging over twenty-five points a game. Eight rebounds, two steals a game, and just completely took PJ Washington's starting power four position, just pushed him aside. He's it's like PJ Washington isn't even there anymore. And Miles Bridges has come in, and his usage has just gone out of out like he's gone beyond the roof. He he's going to the moon. We're going to the moon with Miles Bridges here. This guy, I mean, he 
was playing really well at the end of last year. And I think the reason that his production isn't going to drop off is because his averages really aren't that far off from where he was last year. In fact, his three-point shooting last year, percentage-wise, was better than it is this year. And he's, he's a little bit under 40% from three, but he's just taking a lot more of them. And he's taking a lot more twos and still making them at 60%. This opportunity that he's gotten, I, I mean, I've liked Miles Bridges since he was at Michigan State, and now that he's getting the opportunity and he has Lamella Ball as a playmaking point guard to get him in the spots and just put him in the right positions to score the ball, this dude is for real. This is no Orlando Magic fluke. This this is pure talent, and Miles Bridges is here to stay, whether I like you like it, it or not. <laughs> I can't say I don't like it because I just, <laughs> like you said, I think Miles Bridges for some somehow has flown under the radar for a long time. I think for me personally, I just do not really enjoy watching the Charlotte Hornets and haven't really felt the need to watch them for a well, that's number the of stigma, years. But now with LaMelo Ball, yeah. Miles Bridges, I mean, Gordon Hayward, I love watching Gordon Hayward play still and it. I, this is a very entertaining team, and they they haven't even had Terry Rozier yet, so mm-hmm. they're they're very entertaining. But Miles Bridges, man, oh my gosh, this! But guy. it is interesting because PJ Washington looked to be the breakout candidate from this team. Yeah, like obviously Lamella Ball was going to be the one of the bigger contributors, high usage rate, high score, leading scorer, et cetera, et cetera. But it looked like PJ Washington was going to be that that second guy on this roster, um, you know, with Gordon Hay probably alongside Gordon Hayward, but he was going to be the, up- the second up-and-coming young guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Miles Bridges <laughs> has totally taken that uh, and has ran with it. And, I mean, 25 points a game is no joke. Mm-hmm. If he can stay above that, then, shoot, he could be right there in terms of be- making an all-star team and winning that most improved player. Yeah, I... I- He's not. He, there's no way he's not an all star with this rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, if regression happens, then it's a discussion. It'll be interesting to see if Terry Rozier cuts into his usage when he comes back. They do play different positions, but obviously Terry Rozier shoots the ball a lot, so that could mean less mm-hmm. shots for Miles Bridges and, and maybe a few others on the team. But oh man, I'm really liking what I'm seeing. They need to give this guy as many opportunities as they can because it's winning them games too. I mean, this guy's yeah. playing winning basketball for them. I'm having a hard time outside of John Morant that we mentioned a little bit, really coming yeah. up with names that have a chance of taking this. I mean, I think there's names when you look at it overall, but mm-hmm. right now off this the first week, it's difficult for me to pinpoint somebody else who could take this most improved award outside of John Morant. I think it yeah. might just be a two-man race at it, this point. Oh, right Tyler now, Harrow, I guess, maybe. Uh, yeah, Harrow. Yeah, that's some, that's someone we do need to mention because he has mm. had a very surprising first week where I did mm-hmm. not see him getting back to his bubble ways. The NBA right. bubble, Tyler Harrow, is, is an amazing player. And if he's going to keep that up, then he's definitely in the conversation. But I'm still giving it to Miles Bridges, man. This dude is unreal. Yeah, I don't have much to say to counter that, you know, I think... Maybe that's not I'm, not hot enough enough take then, you know? Maybe that's yeah. that's just like you know, a normal take. <laughs> well, it's got to yeah, but I mean it's got to be a take right based off these first four games, so I mean it's a, it's, um, it's an instant reaction, right? I mean right. ultimately, does a guy go from 13 points a game to 25? 
no, that doesn't really happen. <laughs> Obviously, when you get more opportunity, it does open you up for more, but a more realistic me would say, oh yeah, he's going to dip back down to 20 points a game and he'll be, still be good, but he won't be an all-star. But I believe in my heart that Miles Bridges will keep this up and be an all-star this year. Keep up the 25 points a game. I mean, yeah. even if he does even just go to the middle ground and, and, and averages like, what would it, what would that middle ground be for him? 18, 19 points a game? Yeah. That's that's still a heck of a year for him right. and a heck of a job. See, that's the thing. At this point, I'd be disappointed if he ended up getting 19 points a game because of this crazy start that he's on. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that would be great. I mean, still be a very good improved season, but then at that point, yeah, you are going to consider John Morant and Tyler Harrow in the same conversation. But for you to double your points from one season to the next, when I mean you were already at a respectable total to start, that's something else. That's like Pascal Siakam level of improvement, right? Or like Randall, yeah, Julius Randall, um, Sabonis, Jeremy Grant. I think made yeah, Jeremy Grant had a huge jump. Leap. Yeah, that that's that level, and I think Miles Bridges is that caliber of player. Yeah, he's he's in that conversation. Okay, I think I like that one. I feel like if I was a betting man, I would bet on that take. You gave me good cool. info. Good, good. What, I'm, what, I'm what, what else? Page. What else? Well, what do else you want? Do you, you want to give me one of yours, or do you want me to, to list off of mine first? I'll give you a crazy one here. I for love you. it. To give me a good. I'll one. give you a crazy one. You know, going back to that rookie, and then you've heard me say this already. <laughs> I've already hinted a little bit at it. Yeah. Going back to this rookie class, man. This oh, class man. is a lot better than I thought it was going to be. But yeah. one guy in particular. Has really stood out to me. He had a fantastic preseason, mm. and I was like, "Man, I'm not sure I ever oh, thought this guy was no, going to even be good." But <laughs> but now I, I've liked what I've seen the last four four games. And if there was a bright spot in the spanking the Lakers took from <laughs> from this team, is I got to see Josh Giddy uh-huh. for a full basketball game, official season NBA game, and I was like, <laughs> "This kid is good." So I'm going to give you a really hot one. This one's mm. like maybe not the, not really in the, the realm of safe. I think Josh Giddy <laughs> could come in here and really shake things up and steal it and win rookie of the year. Ooh. This guy, this guy's pretty good. I I like his game. It's not flashy, but man, he's like a little mini Steve Nash out there. Oh uh, man. <laughs> yeah, he's just like 9 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists so far, but he is he is giving form to an OKC team that would otherwise look extremely chaotic with Shea Gilgis Alexander taking <laughs> shots. <laughs> yeah, no, it does make for a backcourt that you can have a lot of hope in. I think the big yeah. thing that, you know, is really helping Giddy's case is the rebounding. And those yeah, are, he, those are he's some, a good I'm, sized guard. Yeah, I haven't watched enough of the games. I mean, I watched a little bit of the Golden State OKC game. I didn't really see Giddy do a lot in that one, and I, so I can't tell if his rebounds are Westbrook rebounds where it's just stat padding, or if they're like legitimately like getting in there, getting the board. But the rebounding numbers from a guard, those are really good. That's a great baseline to have. And that the points and assists can just improve from there. And so you're looking at a guy that could be averaging a triple double one day, um, potentially, yeah. if if the assists can go up. So I yeah, I think a lot of people hated the pick, you know, <laughs> when they made him at number six, but and you look at the guys that were drafted behind him, I really don't think there was anyone better than Josh Giddy at that point. So yeah, I, I don't mean, think so either. And you're looking at Evan Mobley. 
right now and we haven't seen kid cunningham yet so who knows with him and jalen green's gonna get all the opportunity to come swoop in there and get rookie of the year scotty barnes if he can get playing time consistently i think he can get there and you know jalen suggs is starting for orlando so josh giddy does have a lot of competition for rookie of the year so yeah this is going to be a yeah. tough race <laughs> and if josh giddy if Josh Giddy wins it, he's going to win it in a way that's different from all these other guys. Because all these mm-hmm. Evan Mulby obviously is playing the big man game. Scott Barnes is like pretty flashy dude. He's he's got the length. Um, Josh Giddy's the most non-athletic guy out of all of those, <laughs> but he's so savvy, and that's what I like yeah, about him. The basketball he, IQ. Mm-hmm. He's the basketball IQ is high. He's a good shooter, and again, six foot a six foot eight guard. Um. He's essentially playing the way I thought Lonzo was going to play uh, out yeah. of the gates his rookie year right now. Mm. So that's that may be why I have such an affinity towards this dude. Um, but I like his game, and I think I think OKC is going to play him no matter what. Yeah, if they're oh, down they twenty five. <laughs> yeah, if they're down twenty five or winning twenty five, Josh Giddy's going to get playing time, <laughs> and that'll yeah. give him enough. And also the rebound to that rebounding point. Mm-hmm. OKC lacks so much size. That's part oh, of also yeah. the reason why he's right. getting boards. Mm-hmm. There's nobody else to really get them. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, who is their big man right now? Is it Derek Favors? Yeah, it's Derek, Derek Favors oh, man. or Darius yeah. Baisley. <laughs> oh, yeah. Baisley. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm really disappointed. I thought, you know, Darius Baisley could be someone that takes a good jump. Mm-hmm. Lou Dort could make some good improvements. Uh, the guy they got last year, uh, Pokashevsky. He yeah, hasn't Pochiszewski. done anything. That guy's garbage. Yeah, Pochaszewski has not yeah. looked good. Yeah, for all the youth that they've gotten, it seems like Josh Giddy has the most potential to get up to Shea's level of, of basketball. Um, yeah. And I thought they had more potential than that, but yeah, it's, it's not seeming that way anymore. This is not the Thunder team of last year that somehow was able to get away with having like a 500 record halfway through the season. This is going to be a solid tanking year for them. <laughs> yeah, and, and Josh Giddy's going to ride that yeah. wave. And- Back to your point, I, I think that it's within reason, for sure. And I think he's <laughs> only going to improve because he's going to get so much playing time. Yeah, exactly. But... That's what I got. There's right. not much. There's not much empirical evidence. This, <laughs> that, that's what. Out. No, that's exactly <laughs> what this is for. You, you played the game perfectly, and so I'm gonna. Right. I'm gonna try to match you. I'm gonna try to match you, and you let me know. I. I think I know who's gonna lead the league in steals this year. OG and Anobi. No. Um. I'm not sure I haven't really been yeah, keeping yeah, up with yeah. the steal you game. Yeah, so, yeah, you don't know who's going to... I know who's going to lead the league in steals this year, and it's New Alex Dort? Caruso. Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso is going to lead the league in steals this year. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. I could see that. <laughs> this this guy's so much better than people thought. He's actually he a is. really he's good actually, NBA he's player. He's not just a meme. He's not just yeah. a meme. Going to People the Chicago to Bulls, to this yeah, he's going to cement him as a good, one of the best defending guards in the league. Currently, he's averaging over three steals a game for the undefeated Bulls. He's getting way more opportunity than he ever got with the Lakers, who I mean, we feel like he was a good role player for the Lakers. He only averaged 21 minutes a game for them last year. He's averaging 27 minutes a game for them for the Bulls this year, getting more opportunity. And the only thing that's going to get in the way in my opinion, for of this guy's opportunity is Kobe White. 
I mean, he could oh, come I back. Hate Kobe White. I know. I hate him too. <laughs> he he does not deserve any of these minutes, but I know he's going to get some. I'm really yeah. hoping Caruso doesn't take a hit when Kobe White comes back. He might because they they play the same position. But if he doesn't, if he's able to withstand the Kobe White storm, Alex Caruso is going to lead the league in steals this year. He is yeah. a defensive powerhouse. Yes, he is. There's no <laughs> team that needs him more right now than the Lakers. They need his, <laughs> yeah. his energy, How his defensive IQ. Him? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's a good reason why the, you have the Chicago Bulls second in defensive rating. But the Kobe White storm is a good point. I don't think Billy Donovan likes playing Kobe White, but I think the front <laughs> office likes Kobe White. I, don't I mean, know why. he was one of He's your lottery just, picks. Oh, inefficient, just terrible IQ, just so many turnovers. He destroyed Laurie Markkinen's and Winder Carter's time in Chicago. <laughs> oh. They would have been better players if they not had wow. if they didn't have to have Zach Levine and Kobe White as their primary ball handlers. <laughs> They're never going to feed the big man. Yeah, yeah. All they did was shoot. They didn't know how to play. Yeah. and you know Zach Levine is 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 actually a good shooter, but Kobe White isn't. Mm-hmm. So come on, man. Don't don't yeah. ruin Caruso's good time here. We got a good thing going for Chicago right now. Exactly. Um, I got one. This is my last hot take. Yeah. I know you have several, but I'll I give got you this last more, right? one. No, no you, you go you go next. Okay, I'll give you this one. Or and is this one just so crazy that it should be last? This one's pretty crazy, I'd say. But yeah, why don't you go okay. give us Okay, I'll, one, I'll give you I'll mine give you first mine. thing. I, I, I'm excited for you. I feel like it's going to be a little crazier than mine. This is yeah. more of a spiteful one for me than anything. And maybe it's not hot. Maybe it's just, you know, a regression. Harrison Barnes is going to oh. find a way. He's going to find a way to ruin his shot at an all-star game. Oh, okay. I'm I going the opposite gonna... direction. Oh, you're going the opposite one. direction. Harrison okay. Barnes is going to completely t- crumble by the time the what? all-star game comes around. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> his that's one guy we did we didn't talk about that maybe we could have slotted some time for because he is off mm-hmm. to a freaking red hot start yeah. to this year. Yeah, currently Harrison Barnes is averaging twenty-eight points a game and ten rebounds, which is just crazy ahead of what you could include him in a most improved player if 55% you want to shooting he's, from three yeah he's never averaged over 20 points a game in a season and 55 percent from three is impossible to keep up <laughs> regression is coming for harrison barnes they're giving him a ton of opportunity De'Aaron fox has gotten off to a slow start halliburton's gotten off to a slow start I don't see this trend continuing where Harrison Barnes is the best player on the Sacramento Kings. It just doesn't make any sense to me at all. I have no reason to say uh, he's been shooting great. You know, he's been mm-hmm. playing great. I have no reason to say he's going to suck, but something in me is telling me Harrison Barnes is just, there's no way he keeps this up in the way miles bridges is going to keep his production up. I think Harrison Barnes is going to get, get back below 20 points a game. I, I don't see I, I cannot see him keeping up this absurd pace. I've never believed that he's this good of a player. I don't know why he'd all of a sudden make this <laughs> jump at his age. Because Miles Bridges makes sense, he's twenty three years old. Yeah. Harrison Barnes, it's too late, man. There's no way you're this good. <laughs> There's no he's way touching you're this 30. good. Yeah, he's touching thirty. There's no way you just got this good out of nowhere. So I'm sorry, but it ain't happening. You're not making an all star game. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like he is playing right now, like one of the best, one of the best wing players in the West. Yeah, twenty eight points, fifty five percent shooting from three. (laughs) 
It's crazy. Like, um, it's kind of crazy that we haven't really talked about him and the, <laughs> the Kings, but if he crashes and burns, I think I could see that happen. I could see this really falling off within the next next two weeks as the schedule keeps getting tougher for these ki- for these Kings. And yeah, I don't know. Something is going on in, yeah, in Sacramento. It's, it's weird, man. It's really weird. I just yeah, it's, not, it's just my gut. You know, that's all I got here is my gut tells me Harrison Barnes is not this good of a basketball player. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of the media might agree with you because I have yet to ever to really see his name pop yeah, up in no really the cares. Ringer or SB yeah. Nation or ESPN or any of these any of these blogs yeah. or talk just, spaces. Yeah. I don't know why, you know. It, it would be a good story, you know, like, oh, is this is Harrison Barnes breakout? Is this the player the Warriors always thought he's gonna be like I don't know. But yeah, that's that ain't happening. And I'll, I'll give you my last one here before we get to your super hot take. And oh, this mine's one... not that super hot take. Okay. Uh, let me go for it, and then we'll okay. close with yours. Because right, I have a feeling right. yours yours might – maybe it's, mine's it's, controversial. It, it's pretty warm. Uh, my okay. take's pretty it, – it's actually – it's pretty hot. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> okay, here's my hot take. And yeah. you know I'm a fa- I've been a fan of this guy for, for a while now. And last year he has he looked like he was on pace to to get this all star berth, and mm. I think this year is going to be the year that he's going to do it. I'm going with Christian Wood making the all the Western Conference <laughs> All Star team this year. You love Christian Wood, man. He's he's <laughs> off to he's off he's not off to a, a mind blowing start, but he's off to it's a good. great start. Yeah, Twenty points well. a game, twelve rebounds, back to shooting over forty percent from three, fifty five percent shooting from the field. The Rockets aren't winning games. They're one in three, but Christian Wood is looking good. And I think if Kevin Porter Jr. can figure out his game a little <laughs> bit better, Jalen Green can stop doing what he's doing and just play within the team offense. Yeah. Uh, Eric Gordon plays well. Then I think if the Rockets can win a couple more games, I think Christian Wood could come out of this roster looking like an all-star. Yeah. See, that's the big thing. Mm-hmm. he's not gonna make the all-star game if the rockets have like 10 wins at all-star break time so yeah, that's, that's that's the big money i i think i agree with you i think christian wood with the the way he's producing right now deserves to be an all-star mm-hmm. but if they're not gonna win games he's not making the cut that's just it's, yeah there's too many other good players that are on on good teams and maybe they're not as good as christian wood but like you know mike conley made the all-star game last year and he's playing right. good but his, his stats weren't really showing an all-star caliber. So, yeah, it is going to come down if Houston can actually get some wins. But I don't know if they're that interested in doing that again this year. My gosh. They got to get themselves. Can they just go get a point guard from a G League team that <laughs> actually knows how to feed the ball to to, to, to their teammates? Kevin Anyways. Porter Jr., he gets some good assist numbers. He's just not a, he's not a playmaker, though. He's not yeah. a... Shockery. I mean, he's he's a shock creator himself. Yeah, (laughs) and he's off to a rough start on on that note. Man, yeah, Kevin Porter, Jalen Green, so much potential, so little production, so many turnovers. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And Christian Wood somehow is still managing to get the ball to get the ball in the spots he he wants it or needs Mm -hmm. it, or he just goes and does it himself. But I think he has a chance to be an All Star this year, and that's my hot take. that's a yeah. That that's a hot take because it's gonna be very hard for him to get there with the Rockets. There's a lot of good players team. in the West too. There's a lot of good players, man. A lot a lot of improvement. All right, my final take, and you're not gonna like this. I'm not. I'm. Not, I don't like it myself. <laughs> the Los Angeles Clippers are not making the playoffs this year. 
Oh, <laughs> they're I not. Knew, I did not they're, see this one coming. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, dude. I don't. I really don't even want to go on talking about it. I, but this is my yeah. take. The Los Angeles Clippers had a great run in the playoffs last year without Kawhi. You know, it was, it was a Cinderella story. You know, your scrappy team playing without your best player. You knocked off the number one seed. You, you got two wins on the number two seed. You could have gotten three. You could have gotten, gotten three. You could have gotten three. Gotten You're three. so close. I know. I know. One win away from the NBA title champ or NBA uh, championship game uh, series, but in uh, in any case, that was a great run, and I don't think it was an indicative of a full regular season. It. it they, I think everyone was just firing on all cylinders. We're seeing Reggie Jackson just really regressing from that. Mm-hmm really good shooting streak that he was on in the playoffs. I think he's, he knows how to step up for those big games. But now that you're in a regular season, 82-game streak, I think he's going to just have some really streaky sh- games where five games in a row he just has terrible, like 30% shooting. Maybe he comes alive for another two. But the the star power just isn't there. And we're seeing a lot of these teams coming up in the West and we talked about the Timberwolves, you know, they're off to a good start and I don't think they're going to slow down unless they get an injury. Um, you know, Denver Nuggets are always going to be there. Although, you know, we'll see what happens with Jokic's injury. Memphis, Memphis is up there again. The Warriors are atop the right. West and that's not a team you had to worry about last year. <sighs> there's, there's a lot of opportunity for the Clippers to not make the playoffs, which is crazy to think about. When you consider like how expensive this roster is, how many good players we have, but without Kawhi Leonard, I just don't think it really works. Paul George has been playing great, but he's only one guy. Mm-hmm. And if we're not going to get playoff Reggie Jackson, if we're not going to get playoff Marcus Morris, and Serge Ibaka is already basically out. I, I don't even think he's going to play this year. This is this is looking really bad. I mean, we just took a thrashing from the Cleveland Cavaliers. A thrashing. Like, it wasn't even close. We had a pretty decent game against the Warriors. But other than that, it's kind of just been, you know, here and there for the Clippers. And I just, I don't see it. I, I think there's a lot more teams that are, you know, fully healthy in the regular season that are better equipped for the regular season. And God forbid Paul George gets injured for any stint of time because we ain't running a single game. We're we're in Thunder territory at that point. <laughs> yeah, like, this you could go down. This, as this one is of a the worst very teams. this is a very fragile bridge we're on right now to try to make the playoffs. And, and obviously, one in three is like you know, like it could be worse, right? Like you know, it's just four games. But I just I don't like what I'm seeing from this Clippers team. I, I just don't, I don't think we have it. I think it's just yeah. an off year. It's an off year. We got to wait till Kawhi gets healthy. Yeah. I didn't really realize just how thin that front core is. Mm-hmm. You got Marcus Morris and he's injured too now. Zubak. Yeah. Batum and Batum's like not even being played at this point. Yeah. Right. He's just yeah, like, he, barely... played, he played today against the Cavs, but yeah, he's, uh, we, we should play him more, but I mean, I don't think it really matters. I I think there's there's too many hungry Western Conference teams above us, and and we're willing to go for on the excuse that Kawhi isn't playing. Yeah, I think Paul George can carry you to the ten seed. To, to the, the ten. Seed. Oh wow! Thanks. Yeah, to the play-in <laughs> tournament. 
I yeah, think see, I think I think ten seed is yeah. I mean, obviously, I think we can get tenth, but mm-hmm. does that mean we make the playoffs? I don't think so, and that that's yeah. That's why it's a big take, but yeah, it's tough because it's just it's see, hard. Yeah, part of it is just the ascension of teams that weren't there last year. You know, Warriors are looking better. Timberwolves looking better. Um, Grizzlies are looking better. I mean, the these three teams should be better considering they yeah. got stars coming back. Um, mm-hmm. Question marks, I guess, on the Trailblazers and where they land. But you would think the Kings would also be better, regardless yeah, of Harrison yeah, Barnes is. I mean, start. yeah, Harrison Barnes. Yeah, right. <laughs> if Harrison Barnes keeps playing like that, sure, the Kings will make the playoffs too. Yeah, but I mean, you got the Spurs falling out, and then the rest of the crew. But yeah, it's it's gonna be a rough one for the Clippers, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, and, the only teams I think we are safely better than is the Rockets, the Spurs, the Pelicans, and the Thunder. That's it. <laughs> Other than that, I think it's fair game. Like we could be, we could be tenth or eleventh, honestly. So is your hot take that the Spurs will, that the Clippers can finish out of, will finish out of the top ten? Yes. Or is it that, they can? Like they might finish tenth, but I do think like even if we get in the play in, like I think there's a shot we lose those games. Yeah. If Kawhi, that's a back, rough one, especially yeah. If like if Kawhi's taking the whole season off, yeah, there's definitely a chance we don't make the playoffs. Yeah, I wonder if it, there'll come a point where Steve Ballmer's at a crossroads and puts tries to put something together around Marcus Morris, Luke Kennard, and a couple picks yeah, or Terrence Mann. Yeah, good luck. Man. Who wants and that? And see, see, see what you can get out there. Yeah, I don't want to get rid of Terrence Mann. I mean, we just signed him to a pretty good deal. Yeah. Dude, yeah, but yeah, no one wants Marcus Morris, Luke Kennard. So yeah, Terrence Mann would be the only way we could offload those dudes. You could go get Kevin Love. Oh, cool. <laughs> I thought they'd take that in a heartbeat. Luke Kennard, Marcus Morris for Kevin Love. Oh, yeah, dude. You kidding me? <laughs> they don't want Kevin Love there. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, uh, a good hot, that's a good hot one. Uh, that's a, yeah, that's a good I think take. that's pretty spicy. My dad's probably going to hate me for it, but, <laughs> you know, he, I, I'm, I've always been in the family the one that overreacts to the Clippers having terrible stints, and he's always the one to kind of, you know, balance me out make sure everything's okay but i'm not liking what i'm seeing right now from this clippers team it's it's pretty abysmal yeah i was gonna say i don't think it's that bad but then i looked at reggie jackson's overall (laughs) stat line for this year so far it's eight almost 19 field goal attempts per game on 30 percent shooting 28 percent three-point shooting yeah 19 field goal attempts wow he just there really is nobody else. He just jacks him up. Yeah, who else is going to jack him up for us though? I mean, yeah. Luke Kennard, you know, he got 33 minutes. He only shot 9 times tonight. You got Nick Batum as your third most field goal shooter, you know? There I mean, Marcus Morris will do that for you too, but yeah, we we really don't have a good second option if Reggie Jackson's going to go back to, you know, his Detroit Piston days. <laughs> yeah. Paul George though, 21 field goal attempts. That's got to be league leading. He's, he's having himself a hell of <laughs> yeah, a season, though. These he numbers had are really a, good. It was a crap game for him today. But otherwise, he's been playing really well. Um, but, yeah, it was just bad game for Paul George tonight. Not sure if it would have mattered that much. We got we got pretty destroyed. But yeah. we, we need to stop playing Justice Winslow. Justice Winslow, he's like in the DeAndre Jordan category of guys who shouldn't play a single second in an NBA game. <laughs> um, yeah, we need we need to, you know figure something else out because what we're, what we're doing it's it's really sad we scored 79 points tonight 79 points 
Detroit got more points than that against the Bulls. <laughs> yeah. Well, 79 against the Cavs. Well, to close the podcast out, Sean, something a bit more fun, I guess. Mm. The Detroit Pistons are the only team in the league <laughs> as of today that don't have a win. Mm. These are their next five games. Uh-oh. They're on the road against the 76ers tomorrow, at okay. home against the Magic, on the road against the Nets, at home against the Bucks, and then at home against the 76ers. They can yeah, beat the Magic. They can beat the Magic. Can they beat the Magic? If if Cade plays, they could beat the Magic. Is Jeremy yeah. Grant is Jeremy Grant seriously hurt still, or is he coming back? He's got like an elbow infection, so there's he's day to day, so there is a chance he him and Cade Cunningham play Saturday. Okay, okay. They they got this, man. They're gonna get that <laughs> win against the Magic. I, I I have faith in them. So that win would come October thirtieth. So you think there is a good chance they get a win before yes, Halloween, before November? Get it, get it in right, right before the <laughs> deadline. I, I believe in this team. They gotta get one. <laughs> you gotta get it before Halloween, or else yeah. your Halloween costume is gonna be a game, a team with one win. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, so sad. Yeah. I, I, well, man, come on, Cade, get get them one. Yeah. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. That was first week of the NBA action. Ooh. Rounded up. We'll continue so breaking down the week, the NBA weeks, week in and week out. Best performers, worst performance, and all the top headlines. So thanks everybody. Yes, sir. Have a good week, everyone.